It's July 22nd, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. So we're rapidly, rapidly approaching the end of summer, which means... The start of school. Yikes. No, don't even (laughs) say that. I had one of those, uh, you know, independent consultant type, you know, people that sell things. And so I'm on her email list and she sent me this thing and it said, quick, get a start on back to school. And this literally was the first week of July. And I'm like, shut your mouth. No, (laughs) I'm not opening emails that say back to school. I was so mad at her and she just laughed. So now we're in like the last week of July and what? School's around the corner for you, isn't it? I know. Well, I just realized July 22nd, we start school August 22nd. So wow. I'm, I'm a month away, and I am that is way too fast. Is that for both boys? Well, the little one little is has daycare, on, yeah. Daycare it's not, he's not in preschool yet, yeah. But wow. the big one will be turning eight on August 22nd in just a month. Of course, he's been asking me the last six months, Mommy, when's my birthday? Mommy, when's my birthday? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> But yes, he turns eight and he'll be starting second grade. And oh boy, wow! We better hang on. Well, it'll be okay. Yeah, that'll be it'll fun. Be fine. Yeah, yeah. I've been the taxi mom this summer because he has been in a different summer camp every week. He goes oh, to day wow. camp every day. You know, while I work. Sure. Oh my goodness! All over town. Well, and some days he loves it, and some days he's so exhausted. Oh my gosh! I don't even know what I'm going to get every day when I pick him up. Some what kind of mood is he going to be in? Exactly. Sometimes he's just sunburned and exhausted, and he has a headache, and you know, you know, he's just played hard all day long. Oh yeah. And they've gone to the pool, and they've gone. You know, they do field trips, and yeah. Does he burn easily? I mean, he's a little blonde. Oh yeah, he's blonde hair, fair blonde, kid, super fair. Yep. Wow. Yeah, wow. so I've had to teach him how to put sunscreen on. But he's a boy. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, like I ever did that so when I was hard. a kid. Yeah. yeah, at least he's in big groups of kids, and they all put sunscreen on at the same time, so there's a little bit of peer pressure there. <laughs> at least someone's remembering yes, to tell everybody. a little bit of follow the leader, so. Wow, wow. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is so, I, so my thing is, okay, school's starting, so... The school zones, you know, start going up. I'm like, oh, crap, the school zones are starting again. I've got to pay attention. Right, and slow down. And slow down. And get and, off your cell phone. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and okay, has school started? Because it's not flashing, but I think today was the first day of school because, you know, the, the schools don't always seem to have it in order. Like, you know, I'm, school ended in the summer, and I, one, of the, one of the zones I go through, it was still flashing. I'm like, there is nobody here. Why is the school zone? Why right. are people slowing down? You know, that kind of thing. Get on. But, uh, but the funny thing for me is like, so I'm like, okay, the school zones are on. That means like it's a week until I go to New Orleans. <laughs> so you always go always, around Labor Day, right? Yeah, it's right on Labor Day. Day. It's yeah. like the middle of the middle of the week before Labor Day. It's like the Wednesday before Labor Day. So I'm like, okay, the school zones are flashing. And, you know, the countdown is starting, you know, because I, I know that that's the first hint that something's coming up. So... So yeah, once the school zone starts flashing, we're like, okay, vacation's coming. Yeah, Larry doesn't have kids, so so back to school means something different for him. It means yeah. going to New Orleans and drinking, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, many parents probably would look well, forward well, to yeah, that, too. Can we now go with that you think, now that, now right, that they're that back in school, please? That pretty good. I think, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and the funny thing is this year is, is that, you know, I'll be in New Orleans for a week, 
and then I'll come back and I'll be in Dallas maybe another week. Then I fly to Lexington and speak in Lexington. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out how that's going to work. It's their AIA convention, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That's, they're, that's early for them. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's early for them, but that seems early in the season for yeah. no, cause they, convention. They did, it's September, right? Yeah, they, they did the last one, I think, in September as well, the last time I spoke there. Now, after that's Minnesota. So yeah, And they're right. doing their usual time in November. don't know why. November in Minnesota? <laughs> why they do that? But anyway, but yeah, so Minnesota will be like the second week in November. Yeah, so I'm going to be like, you know, just detoxing, and I had to get on a plane and fly off. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it, you always come back, and you're so congested, and you barely have a voice because mm-hmm. of all the, I guess, the smoke. Well, and well the... except except last year they banned smoking, so you can't well, smoke in the bars nice. anymore. Oh, good. So, yeah, so I didn't have my usual, you know, coming back sounding like this, hello, darling, it's fabulous. Um, you're always in bad shape so, after yeah. that week. We're like, Larry, why are you sweating so much? <laughs> it smells like a martini in here. What's it's not sweat so hard, it's alcohol. Just <laughs> just go with it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's so. like a 24-hour happy hour in here. What is happening? Oh, oh dear God. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. go with go with grace, just I, I suppose. Go with the, yeah. Just do it. Just do it and get a little Live bit. Live it up. Yeah. Anyway, but it'll be a nice break. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's fine. Well, you said last time on the last podcast, I typically don't decompress until it's the holiday. Right. Because we were talking about how I had, you know, thought, well, I'll have a week off after I've left the company to kind of decompress and just sort of get in and I'll, like, hit the ground running. So, and and um, this last week was a prime example of not being able to decompress because one of the projects I've been helping Steve with we were at his office until 10.45 on Sunday night. And like, got there like at 9.30 in the morning and, and just worked the whole day through, essentially. And no air conditioning. So it, you walk into his office, it was like a sauna. I'm like, oh, dude, you've got... Fans were going, but it wasn't helping me. Oh, my me. gosh. That's miserable. But we had a meeting the next morning at 10 o'clock. And, um, you know, he still does everything by hand. So he was trying to get her, you know giving me some stuff to do on the plan and making sure that that was going to look okay. But at the same time, trying to get her exterior elevation on the front of the house drawn by hand so that she could understand what was happening and be okay with it. And because we, he knew where he was going. We knew how bad the front of the house looked as it stands. And so he was in there, you know, drawing this. I essentially had to kick him out at 1030. Oh well, yeah. You can get in the zone when you're hand drawing, and you don't yeah. even know what time it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, okay, you are fading fast. We need to go. Yeah. And so basically kicked him out. But he was at the office at seven thirty in the morning the next morning at, on Monday. Oh my gosh. And uh, I ended up at the clients like twenty minutes before he got there. I said, I, I told her, so I'm sorry, but Stephen's probably going to be late because at nine fifteen I had to kick him out of his office and tell him to go home and take a shower and get ready. So because he woke up this morning and in a panic because I suddenly thought of something and I've got to get it right and it's got to be perfect. I want to make sure this drawing looks great. <laughs> so he was up at his office first thing without showering or anything and, you know, oh my finishing up the drawing. So um, um, and that turned out to be to be a good thing. And, and so what we wanted to talk about on the podcast was this sort of notion about doing it by hand because Steve still draws everything by hand. He's been doing this. 35 years plus and he's never ever used CAD the staff in his office will use CAD but everything that he draws is by hand and it's just 
um, it's amazing to look at and it's amazing to see, but yeah, um, he's one of those old school artisans that yeah. it's not just a skill, it's truly a talent and he yeah. has a vision and then it literally comes alive on paper. Right. His drawings are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even the floor plan stuff that he'll draw for an initial sketch is something mm-hmm. you're like, what am I doing here? What yeah. I, I mean, it's incredible. He draws with pencil, right? Pencil, then he'll, then he'll get his pens out and start pinning it. Which made me laugh because the whole idea of sweating your, you know, what off mm-hmm. yeah, up at the office on Sunday with the with the fans on, I'm thinking, was he smearing ink on those drawings? No. Nah, sweating like crazy. Not because I, that, that would have been me. I would have been just dripping on right, the drawings. Yeah. And no, it, it was just, just incredible. I think his one regret was I didn't get to add color to it. Oh, gosh. Like, dude. Shower. We have a meeting at ten. <laughs> so anyway, so it was. It, it ended up being what I think is probably one of the more unique experiences of my entire career. And you know, twenty years, nineteen years. Um, we had a client cry, and not for a bad reason. It was actually for a good reason. And he got there. He finally got there, and, and we started looking at the plans. He said, "Well, let me let me show you the front of the house." And he rolls this drawing out that he's been working on. And she was just almost speechless. And she was like, I just, I, I can't believe how, I, this is just, this is just so wonderful. And she actually started getting teary because she was so happy. And it turns out that what we didn't know was that she was really embarrassed by how the front of the house looked, or looks currently. She said, I've never told my husband because he loves the house. And she goes, and I do too. She goes, don't get me wrong. The back of the house and the yard and stuff, because they have a pond, on a, on a, a pond that a series of houses shares. Turtles, ducks, geese, and stuff. And it's just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But she said she's embarrassed to have people over because of the way the front of the house looks. Wow. And that's so she that's was. That's pretty major. Yeah. So the changes we made to the front entry, the changes we had made to what was the wall of the garage, which is now going to be. We added like a bay and a half in the garage, so that's for her studio, <laughs> so she can paint. Mm-hmm. So suddenly there's this really great window at the front of the house, and it's you know these two little side windows with these you know beautiful grills on them and stuff. And she was so happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, she cried. I'm like, I just couldn't believe it. I was absolutely floored. So I got to thinking about it today. I thought, well, we're so proud of ourselves for what we can create. On the computer, I mean, you know, we do these incredible renderings, and they, they're so lifelike, and they look so real. And then you see something like that, and all I can think is, what are we losing by yeah. not doing it by hand? Yeah, well, and what, or what have we lost by not doing it by hand? Yeah, there's definitely something that comes through when it's made by hand, and then mm-hmm. somebody else receives it, or processes mm-hmm. it, or reacts to it. Right. That it's so different than when it just came out of a printer, even though it was created, you know, with with the ideas of mm-hmm. somebody else. But yeah, it's it's totally different. It's very emotional. Yeah. Well, I think there's that it almost lends itself to. You know, there's there's a. You can be more imaginative with it. You know, it's it's you can see what you really. I mean, not not that he didn't have a detail to it, and there wasn't. You couldn't tell what the materials were or what the thought was. But you have that vision in your head of what suddenly, it's not a hard image, like you would get it out of a computer printing off of a rendering or something. It's It still has a little bit of play, I think, to it. Yeah, it's softer. Because it's softer, and so you can sort of get a vision in your head of, you know, oh my gosh, this is, you know, what, what is my imagination telling me? 
Well, and you go for the entire feel and look of the whole setting, not mm -hmm. just like making sure the door jams and the and the you know stonework is is dimensionally correct. Mm -hmm. You're going more for the feeling and what does it evoke in you and what does it remind you of? I think mm -hmm. that's a big piece, especially yeah. the kind of work that he does is yeah. very classically, yeah. uh, you know, grounded. And so it's a lot of stonework and details that you would see in Europe on old castles and, and a lot of that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very romantic and very and emotional, I think is a great, yeah, it's a great way word. to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that she reacted that way. Uh, I was. I was like, oh my. I gave her the napkin from underneath my glass because it's <laughs> just leaky. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, it made me think about that. You know, 25 years ago, 25 plus years ago, CAD wasn't a thought. I mean, honestly, when I started school, when I first started, the first architecture program I started, uh, when I first got into the, the program, you could take an AutoCAD class, but it was your last semester, your senior year. Yeah, it was an elective. It was an elective, and by that time, you probably wouldn't be interested in it because you had been so heavily ingrained and everything's by hand and we're doing it this way. And, you know, you know your line weights and your pencils and your pens and how everything works. Well, I, and, yeah, and so many of our professors wouldn't let us turn in CAD stuff. Yeah. They wanted us doing it by hand. Yeah. And when I took my first CAD, first couple CAD classes, it was over in the engineering department. So I had to completely mm -hmm. leave the architecture building and go across the street and down the road and and into yeah. this foreign building and with these people that I didn't know. And, yeah, it was, it was very different oh, and yeah. totally foreign to the kind of the culture of what I was used <laughs> to in the architecture building. Yeah. And, of course, then it didn't take very long for the architecture no, building to find a right. classroom that they could convert to computers. But, yeah. Well, um, and, and for me, I had to actually go to... A, um, a junior college because they were teaching it as a technical drawing program. Oh, right. So as a drafting program. So I spent two semesters at a junior college learning how to do CAD back when you still had to type in most of the commands. They didn't have pull down mm -hmm. menus or buttons or whatever. So it was a different experience. But, but oddly enough, we went from that to five years later when I went and decided, okay, I'm going to finish my degree at A&M. In that five years... We went from, you know, at uh, UTA, UT Arlington, um, having one course your you know, last semester of, you know, senior year kind of thing, to walking into the A&M building, and there's three separate computer labs, not counting the Viz department, which was its own sort of yeah, visualization group. It has its own program, thing. yeah. But three separate computer labs, one of which was running experimental software it wasn't even something that was on the market yet they were just kind of in beta testing i think but they would load it up onto these machines and i think it was very early bim software um i can't remember the name of it mm -hmm. but it was it was one of those things that you know they were very you know, they still wanted to draw but you know very heavy on the computer and had no problem teaching it and you know learning the software and how this thing you know how does it all play together um Except there was one course I know because you we went at the same time. Mm -hmm. and I can't remember the professor's name. Do you remember his name? Oh, I could have told you if you hadn't asked. Sorry. Dang it. I'll think of it. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about the the yeah, yeah. one the Priestmeyer. one Priestmeyer. Yes, the one semester and the only professor. The one time that course was taught was this guy, and. 
Yeah, he'd been teaching architectural drafting for his entire life for yeah. decades, decades, yeah. yeah. And if you got into his class, you didn't go anywhere near a computer. You learned how to, you know, draw and you learned how to letter. And, and we could always he used tell. a T-square on a drafting table yeah. with drafting dots to tape down your piece of paper. And mm-hmm. you learned how to hold a lead holder, not just a pencil, but an actual lead holder. And how to sharpen your lead and how to twirl your pencil while you, so you have a nice, line, nice continuous line. line. Yeah. It didn't get dull by the end of the line. I mean, literally technique yeah. on how to put graphite on a piece of paper yeah. that yeah. people don't learn anymore. Yeah. Well, and you could you could see when you were in a class with somebody, you could tell they had pre-spire because if anything else, the lettering was perfect. Yeah, you know, so we we're, spent we're, we're days to, and days filling pages with yeah. just doing the alphabet. I'm trying to make it look good, and, and they're, you know, the person next to me is like, la, la, la. it's like just perfect. I'm like, you yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so this, and, and then it was five years, I mean, literally a five-year gap. And that's how much everything changed. Yeah, by the time we left the program, and this was 97, yeah. right? Yeah. Then it didn't take much longer after that before they fully embraced it. And yeah. And it was funny because I, I interned the summer I got home from school after my freshman year at a firm, and they were doing hand drafting. And then I came back and I interned for a second year after my sophomore year and I with a different architect and, and he hand drafted. Mm-hmm. And then the third summer I came back, so that would have been probably about 95, 96, um, he had switched to computers. So he had switched over to AutoCAD. He was still hand drafting, but his staff was on computer. Yeah. And so and by then I had taken my first AutoCAD class so yeah. I was I was new enough to to kind of get into doing the drawings wow. and um, and I remember the distinct difference and I can still remember it today the sound of an architecture studio hand drafting it's it was the swish swish of the parallel bar mm-hmm. and the you know that the swish swish and makes. the pencil yeah, yeah. the sh- you know with the yeah. line and then the next summer when I came back and it was CAD the swish was gone, and it click, was click. Click, click, click. It was click, 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 tap, 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 tap on the keyboard. Click, 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 click. And it was such a dramatic difference. Wow. Of just being in the space and just, you know how that sound like how offices sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure it's the same for, you know, um, stockbrokers who are on, you know, Wall Street being in the, the just the constant hum and noise of, of being, you know, in a crazy office where people, you know, phones are ringing and uh-huh. people are yelling and all that kind of stuff. And then you go home and it's so quiet. So quiet. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, I still remember that big difference. And so maybe, maybe there was something that got lost. Yeah. Um, and kind of keeping up with technology. Right. Well, but, and, and yeah. I keep thinking, how many of us out there could still draw an elevation by hand mm-hmm. or still draw a perspective by hand? Yep. I'm like... Because we learned that. We learned I still that. have yeah. the books. Yeah. I'm like, maybe, but I'm not going to make any bets. But, you know, but watching him draw... You know, you kind of get that sense of okay, that he still he uses vantage points and yeah, vanishing oh, yeah. points. You and, know, yeah. he's he's horizon um, lines and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if he had, if he had had the time, he would have done a perspective of the front, but he was only mm-hmm. able to do the the front elevation. So um, I don't know. It's just, it was just such a weird experience. Uh, it sort of got me to thinking, and and you think about it too. If you go back and look at old drawings, look at how few details they have 
or how the how undetailed or uncluttered like your building section would be. And if they want if there was a detail that was important enough, they'd want to make sure they drew that detail. But you know, nowadays, because you can, you know, you think about how much information you're putting into a building section or a wall section that, you know, 25, 30, 40 years ago would never have happened because, you know, that's, you've got to be efficient with your time and it's, you know, you're drawing it and, you know, you don't want to have to race a bunch of stuff. True. And you're drawing, or especially for the people who are still drawing on, like, mylar. Oh, gosh, you yeah. Know, uh, you couldn't erase a lot of that. I mean, yeah. it was, you had to be careful. Um, or you could only erase so much. <laughs> and so there's a hole in the paper of crap. But, um, you know, so now we're, we're this thing where, you know, we'll detail the death out of something, you know, and I think so it's because we can. And then there's a part of me that's kind of thinking, you know, because we've been having this discussion too, that, that there are fewer and fewer craftsmen. Yeah, I was just thinking that. And there are more tradespeople. And a craftsman, you know, 50 years ago, you you had something circled and said, you know, made a note about how the detail was, or the soffit was. These guys just knew how to build it because they had been trained that way. You know, their fathers had done it or they you know, had been an apprentice to someone who had done it, so they knew what kind of detail you were looking for. Well, and there were less crazy materials. There were Materials were much more straightforward. We didn't have all these high-tech, you know, uh, mm-hmm. membranes and different kinds of roof shingles and, you know, all these different materials and window systems. And mm-hmm. you just didn't have any of that. It was a wood window and wood siding. And, you know, there's not much to tell about that. It's, right. you know, put some paint on it, you know. <laughs> so I think in some ways it it has gotten much more complicated. And so yeah. it does require more details. But then when you think back, you know, a long time ago, architects were master builders. Mm-hmm. And so there was much more of a blurring of the lines between the architect and, and the builder or the contractor. Um, and now, of course, it's they're very two separate roles oh yeah and then there's lawyers <laughs> and so we all have to cover our rear ends and make sure that we do have enough details to make yeah. sure that we fully explain what needs to happen there so yeah. that it doesn't get screwed up yeah. you know and that could be the other part of it too but you have to wonder if we were also hand drawing would we be drawing just as many details because we have to cover our butts maybe and then thinking oh, do I have to draw this stupid door jam again because I've drawn it four <laughs> times? Just because it happens here, it doesn't. Yeah, I could just see it. You know, the whole process. Um, well, it definitely would be different because you can't exactly copy and paste. Yeah. when oh, you're yeah. hand drawing, that's oh, yeah. a big deal. Yeah, so it's much more efficient. You only draw things once and then you refer you, to that one thing. Well, and you thought through. Yes. While you're drawing before you start putting it on that piece of paper. Right. It's very purposeful. Yeah. You've sketched it off somewhere on the side and you've overlaid and you've overlaid and you've overlaid. Okay. Now it's time to draw the final. And here we go. Right. And you draw it. And now it's like, I'll take this section, I copy, paste it, you know, copy it, move it off to the side so it doesn't get ruined. And then we'll do the next one. We'll move that off to the side. And, you know, it's it's a it, you know, reiterative process. I mean, much like, you know, doing an overlay. But, um, but different. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I sometimes don't think they're as thought out or maybe they're too thought out sometimes, but I don't know. I yeah. Was, was, or we're trying to cram too much in one drawing and it would yeah. be better to separate them as individual. Yeah. yeah. Um, I we, don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. This is interesting. And it's just interesting 
being around him and watching him, you know, do everything by hand and, mm-hmm. and watching that stuff, watching what can be communicated. Because when he's, we were also, um, when I was doing the CAD files for the, for the meeting, the plan sheets, he has a very specific feel for how he wants them to look, to present to the client. And one of those things is what, what he would typically do with any drawing by hand. And that's a heavier outline along the perimeter, mm-hmm. which we would never do because we want it to, you know, look, here's the brick, here's the wall, you know, whatever. But, I mean, but this is really a delineation. We're talking the, the swing, the arc swing of the door is a heavier line. The back edge of the door where it comes down, that's a heavier line. I mean, it's almost like this perimeter all the way around the building picking up that, that way to give it more presence. Yeah, to bring it off the page yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, which, you know, I watched him do with the elevation. That mm-hmm. room, I was telling him, you have to go get showered. <laughs> the last thing he did was to take a little slightly heavier pin and go through and all along the edge, mm-hmm. the drawing, make just a little bit heavier so that pop. Yep. Anyway, so... There we go. So that's doing it by hand, folks. I mean, that's just, a, and it's almost a lost art. And so I thought I'd put the question out there was, you know, how many of you still do your work by hand? Well, or even maybe you have a sketchbook, because we've got some yeah. friends that will sit and have coffee and they do a sketch every morning or something yeah. like that. So do you still try to practice some of that hand-eye coordination and, and try to right. um, get those, keep your drawing skills yeah. uh, kind of up to par? But yeah, I would be curious if there's anybody who in who's in practice that that is totally dedicated to doing it, you know, doing drawings by hand. Yeah. So if, if you're out there and you're listening, um, let us know. Go to HPD Architecture on Facebook or Arch Happy Hour, Architecture Happy Hour on Facebook, or go to our Twitter feeds and just drop us a note and let us know because we'd be real curious. Because like I said, it's it's something, you know, to this day I don't know that I could go back and do. Well, and there, there's um, new technology, too. There's new apps mm-hmm. um, for your tablets that um, one is called Paper, and it's really kind of fun because it gives you this whole palette of tools. You have, like, a watercolor brush and a pencil and an ink pen, and, mm-hmm. and it's all digital, of course, but you get to play with color and, and the way that these, you know, if you were to use them in hand in real mm-hmm. life, the way they would mark on the paper. And so, and you can bring in a photo. So I've used it before where I draw you know drew over the photo and then inserted or drew um, from my imagination what I was proposing you know the new remodel to be Um, and it's pretty effective and pretty quick and then you can sort of tweak it and you can email it to yourself and add it to another document you know it's much more um, flexible and reusable than Mm. if it was just stuck on a piece of paper in a sketchbook Um, because I mean you can scan it and things like that but it loses something in translation but anyway Mm. so there are fun um, high-tech versions that would still let you sort of practice that sketching um, skill, I guess, mm. to say that maybe you're worth trying. Yeah, sort of the blend of medium because you're you're mm-hmm. still kind of by hand, but you're but you're doing it with a tablet with a stylus. Yeah, and we were talking earlier about printing a photo as large as you can on your regular printer. 
of like say you're going to do a remodel so you take a picture of the room as it is now go ahead and print a picture of it and then overlay with the trace paper and and outline the important areas that are staying and then recreate what's going to be new and then that's a really easy fairly quick way to communicate and you just do it with a big fat sharpie you know it doesn't have to be super detailed but it helps you communicate with your client to get that across before you ever put any drawings into the computer you know I was doing that with a client even before we gave her a proposal you know she wanted to see what could be before she decided to go forward and so that was you know I hadn't even measured anything in the house yet and that was easy to do so yeah there's there's several ways around it okay well cool something for everyone else to try yeah let us know how you like to do your hand drawing and and some people have their most favorite pen mm-hmm. or their favorite pencil so i'd be curious about that too yeah oh that's true because because he did he uh it's like oh yeah i'm not gonna use those anymore because they're just a pain in the butt but i love these things i got a whole little jar full of this, the same it's a, it's the same company but different pen weights yeah and so he just loves it and it's just what he's using all the time i'm telling you you got to get him to start an instagram account because i would love to see photos yeah. of all that kind of stuff and speaking of which if, if you're out there hand drawing still yeah send us some photos let's let's see what you're doing it'd be it'd be great to see that yeah all right well we hope everyone's enjoying the summer yeah and, stay uh, cool has been able to take some kind of vacation at least get a Hopefully into the cooler weather, although it looks like it's going to be just blistering all the way up to Minnesota. Probably so. Yeah. Well, and and when do the Olympics start? Because we, that may be underway by the time we talk yeah. again with everybody. Very well could be. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. Oh, well, mm-hmm. the year's going by so fast. So well. <laughs> but we will hopefully be here again in the next couple of weeks to another podcast this is podcast number 12 this year yeah oh we're doing so well and so happy <laughs> but anyway we hope everyone's doing fine and we will talk to you next time take it easy bye-bye bye guys